It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, Headspacers? We are back in the studio, the virtual studio, nonetheless. Season two of Headspace with Dr. Mike is underway. Are y'all as excited as I am about season two? Are y'all as excited as I am about season two? Thank you all for tuning in. Either you're here on our live broadcast Saturday morning. We air every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. But we also, you may be tuning in via our podcast. And uh, we just want to welcome you to season two. So excited. Episode one. Uh, in the studio, we have, let's see, we have our, uh, Christy is back from maternity leave. Hello. Christy. What's up, fam? Oh, it's so good to see you. And, and from time to time, uh, our other go, guest, guest host, um, D. Mason, um, yes. join us in. And so you may hear him from time to time. So You may hear him in the background. If the weather lady can do the weather with her baby in, in Minnesota, we can have Christy on Headspace with Dr. Mike with her baby. I'm just saying. I'll make a do what it do. Look, we got to do what we can do. We <laughs> also got Christopher, the Christopher Hagen. What's up, oh, Chris? I'm, nothing much. I'm just happy to be considered the Christopher. So I'm happy. I mean, there's the Mason and I'm now the Christopher. I'm, I'm just happy to be here, Michael. Thank you listen, for having listen, Dr. Mike. Man. Listen, man. I'm so, so good to have you. And then we also have, you may remember her. She came on a couple of times. Uh, last season um, as a guest, and we're going to actually have her as more of a regular. Let's welcome Crystal from Kansas City. Kansas hey! City Crystal, what's up, Crystal? What's up, what's up, what's up? It is so glad to have you. We are just so glad to have you. We here are excited. I do want to make a big shout out to Elevation Global Media and the folks there uh, for just really um, saying, look, we believe in what you all are doing so much so that we want y'all to come back for a second season. And so here we are. So we just want to extend some love to our Elevation Global Media family. Thank you so much for loving on us. Uh, we have Crystal um, behind the scenes. All these Chris's, y'all. What's up with that? All these Chris's. It's like, I have the wrong name, I guess. It must be the season I, of the Chris's. I was going to say, we have to <laughs> this. This is This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, clearly, you have to have a Chris in your name to to participate on this show. If, if that's Chris, what it is, Crystal, Crystal, Christopher. It, come on, Christine. Christine. We got Christine at Christine. some point. Just oh saying. my gosh, it's crazy. It's a, whole lot. it's a whole lot, but you know what? This show is going to be a whole lot. So I hope y'all buckle in because the first thing I just want to do before we go any further, Crystal, I want to welcome you to the couch. To oh, the, thank to the you. Couch, couch you gonna get to watch the Super Bowl on the couch like the rest of us, uh, you know, us Ravens fans. And you are what fan, uh, Crystal? Oh, that's what you meant by the couch? Oh. Right. I, like, I, thought he, I thought he was welcoming her to the headspace. Right. Nah, the, the, the shade is so real. So palm <laughs> tree. First of all, you already been keeping it warm way before we joined you on this You're welcome, okay? You're welcome. We wanted to be toasty for you. Right. <laughs> Were y'all even in the playoffs? Were y'all in the playoffs? No, you know what? It's we, we recognize. It's all right. But we just want to welcome you here because we all going to be watching the Super Are y'all excited about the Super Bowl? Actually, I'm actually kind of excited about it. I'm, I'm excited not, about I'm the halftime. I'm excited about the halftime. So having having lived 13 years in Southwestern Ohio, mm -hmm. I have to say that while I am not a complete Bengals fan, I am rooting for the Bengals uh, because I just think their story is kind of cool. It's kind of dope. So I, I know. I know, Chris, don't give me the side. Don't give me the, the, the look. I'm just, I'm, listen, <laughs> listen. I did. I had to give 13 years of my life to Southwest Ohio, so I'm gonna go ahead and just, you know, I'm not gonna go all around talking about who they, who they. I ain't doing all that, but uh, you know, I do hope they get to win the, the Super Bowl. It'd be nice. I actually agree with you, Mike. I, I'm, I'm happy for them. Uh, it's something about, you know, we have a complete utter disgust for the Steelers, right? Absolutely. So when they, when they in the past, many, 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 many years ago, when they made it to the Super Bowl and won. 
you know, you couldn't, there was never an excitement. You were always rooting against the Steelers. But yep. it, but something about the Bengals representing our conference yep. makes me feel like, okay, I can root for them. I feel comfortable yep. doing that. Yep. They beat us twice too, didn't they? They beat us twice, the Ravens. This year doesn't count. <laughs> That's true. This year. Yeah, this year was just a um was a play year. But um, yeah, you mentioned something. The the halftime show is gonna be off the hook. Like mm-hmm. I'm really excited about the halftime show. Listen, I'm gonna turn all the way up. It's not gonna be pretty. Thank God Mason <laughs> is too young to even understand what's going on because he's gonna be so embarrassed. This is what Christy gonna be the whole time, just bopping <laughs> that head. <laughs> it's gonna be nice. Um, now my question is, is the is the um let's see, Snoop that shows up, is he gonna be sober or is he gonna probably be a little um, you know, has no. he ever performed sober? Yeah, like, like no, no, is there such thing as a sober Snoop? Well, it no. is legal, it's legal, it's legal in California, so I guess you know, right? Mm-hmm. And I, like Snoop, I think that's a part of Snoop's contract, like that has to be a part of you know his show that that's just part of the dog father's whole stick. You know what? You may be right, that's probably in his green room. <laughs> green room, literally for sure. <laughs> some skittles, That's some peanut M and M's, and some ganja. Okay, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna have a good little Super Bowl. That's coming up soon. So the NFL though is kind of, it's kind of talking something. So we had you know the king of uh, the king of football, I guess the TB number twelve. Um, announced his retirement. I'm li- I'm lightweight, si- salty. Now you mentioned the Steelers a little earlier, Crystal. No, Christy, you mentioned the Steelers a little earlier. But do we have at least a little bit of respect for Big Ben? The fact that he did, you know, uh, do we have any respect for him a little bit? No. I'm sorry. Was that question for me? I was going to say, you know, you can't ask Christy that. She's not. What about you, Chris? I'm gonna. Yes, I have respect for him. I can answer for Christy and saying I know she doesn't. Um, <laughs> which I respect. Like she's there's no straddling the fence. You know where she stands, and I respect that. I, I right. do have um, respect for Big Ben. I have respect more than Big Ben is the Steelers organization as, as a whole. whole. I like the Roonies and I like the family. I like the history that they have. But um, you know, Ben Ben has his what one two Super Bowls. He can go ahead about his business now. But. Yep. I mean, they're 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 guys that have retired and never won a Super Bowl, right? And were considered some of the greats. And so the fact that he has two under his belt, he did he did his due diligence. He was very loyal to the organization. So, and here's another reason why, and it kind of goes into the other piece of what we want to talk about is the fact that of all the of all the teams right now, the Steelers is the only team that has a black coach. Yeah, and I was going to say that I was say I like the Steelers because I like the coach. I, I can separate the coach from the team for some reason. I don't know why, but I I respect the coach. I just can't. I can't with you the team. Mike, you talking about Mike Epps? Um, not Mike Tom, Epps. Yeah, um, Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Like, Omar, yeah. Omar, Epps just like Omar, Omar Epps. Omar Epps, long lost uh, identical twin. That's what y'all right. talking about. <laughs> Mike, I have a question for Christy. Is there was there a specific incident that just turned you totally off to them, or is it? Just because you're that much of a homer and, and you can't get with our rival, the latter. Okay, I respect I, that. I listen. I, I can't. I, I can't be lukewarm. I'm sorry. I had to bring the Bible into this. I can't. I'm, I got to be cold or hot. I can't okay. be lukewarm when it comes to the Ravens. That's I ride for my team, and I just it, anything with gold and I mean black and yellow. I just can't. I just I cannot do them. She wouldn't yeah, even give them the respect yellow, of saying that yellow. it was gold. She she said no, they can't get gold. It's gonna no, be yellow. it's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> right. Mustard. So so what? Where are we at? So so we have Brian Flores. I'm I'm eager to see how that plays out. Brian Brian Flores. He was the coach at the Miami Dolphins. What was it? Three years, three seasons. He actually and he turned them around like it really last two and, seasons they won the they were had winning records their last two winning seasons. records and the and the dolphins i remember the dolphins being one of them things like oh we played the dolphins almost a guaranteed win for us um but you know now he didn't turned it around and he was fired and there's this discrimination lawsuit eager to see how that plays out because um it's gonna be very fascinating to see um what happens with that 
I am as well. I'm I'm eager to see just how far it goes. I mean, more so than that, the total outcome. Um, I'm willing to see how far they're willing to take it because I I don't think in our country we have a better representation of an old boys club or an old guard than the ownership that is represented that is represented in um, NFL. So, you know, I hope he can get justice for what he deems to be that. But um, it is definitely going to be interesting to see. Definitely is. Yeah, we're, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about it um, more as we get into it, as more details come out um, about it. But um, transitioning a little bit, can we talk a little bit about our brother Nick Cannon and um, how he is taking the Lord's commandment to populate the earth? <laughs> Single-handedly? Singular mission. So Nick Cannon, he his is is this does this his fiance? Is this just his girlfriend? Is this just a like a one night? I mean, what what is going on here? Like, who is she? <laughs> he didn't, he didn't even say the whole phrase. Just a one night. <laughs> one night only. It's an entanglement. That's right. <laughs> okay. So so this is something that I've been wrestling with. For quite some time. Okay. You know, I I didn't say anything. The first eight times he he had babies this this past year, I didn't say nothing. I mean, I said it to myself, but I didn't put anything out there. This last time, it just it really just got under my skin. And people were like, "Well, I, you know, Nick Nick can't afford it. He, he's never asked me to." I'm sorry, Mason's turning up. Um, he never he's never asked me for diapers or money to raise his kids so what do i care and my thing is people it's beyond the money we're talking about the psychological effect that this will likely have on all of these children born months after one another from different mothers like this is not god is not pleased you don't think so no i don't think so no what no, is sir. the total what is the total number? Like, is it is it eight is enough? Is it is it a whole dime? Like, what is it? <laughs> I think he's, he's at nine. He's trying to have his own football team. He's working on it. He's yeah. definitely working on it. Definitely has he's a basketball. Fast basketball. Team. He has to be he's trying for football covered. at this point. Clearly, he has okay. basketball, dodgeball, um, <laughs> kickball. He got those. <laughs> he got subs. He got everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, seriously, all jokes aside, though, what is that going to be like for those siblings mm. yeah. with the different mothers? And it's not even just, let's not just talk about Nick. Like, he can't do this alone. These women are going into this situation knowing that he's and done this, and they're like, okay. Yeah, they know he already has. Like, how do you do that knowing he already has eight children or six children? I got what time? Like, you know what? You got too many for me. <laughs> I don't know. I listen. I well, I mean, okay. Let's let's be fair. I don't know. I can't. I mean, he was married for some of them. Well, two. The twins. The twins, Marias. That's the only time he's been married. That's the only time. What has he responded about it? Like, has he, has, does he have anything to say about it? Just. He said, I got another show to host. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, the thing. Not, like, it'd be different. He was actually fathering these children, but he's not, he's not even being around. I mean, well, I can't, I'm not there every day, you know, or whatever. But I would imagine it's impossible to be in so many places at one time to actually exactly. father them, well, to parent them. But, so these women are going to have to raise them on their own so it takes more than just money to raise a child thank well, you crystal i mean you do know. we know now i do are we sure that maybe that wasn't the arrangement like maybe that's what it is maybe he is a professional um oh no she called he called nick a stud <laughs> <laughs> he said nick was out here getting siren fees. <laughs> Pick a litter and whatnot. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, he got he has good, you know, he has good apparently he has good pedigree and oh no, but I think the majority of children. Mike, like I didn't know where you were going with that. Oh okay. I mean, this is a family friendly show. I just want to make sure that we're we're clear on that. But I mean, this is I mean, this is serious. I mean, I'm curious to see, but how do we not know? I have a good friend 
um, that will say maybe that's his get down. That's the get down, get down. Like that's just that's that's his hustle. Like that's a part of his. Like some people drive Uber, some people drive Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart. Goodbye, <laughs> Mike. Or, or like you said, Mike. Like instead, maybe he's like instead of going to the sperm bank, I'll just do it for you. Why not? Of- like skip the middleman. Like why not? Like. I, you know, I appreciate what Gary said. Those babies need a daddy present in their lives. I, 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 I do, I do have some serious um concern for that. Same thing that you you expressed, Crystal and Christy, about that. Like, what's really going on? These kids that we're bringing into the world, what all is going on? So, I guess more to come as we do that. Um, yeah, very interesting, fascinating conversation. We shall see. Um, to that end, let's go ahead and take a quick break, pay a bill. See you later, man. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit him up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. Well, ironically, the heads up that I have for you all today is the question, what are you sewing? <laughs> what are you sewing? <laughs> so we were talking about what's, what Nick Cannon was sewing, but what are you sewing? Um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, um, actually a few friends of mine the other day, and one of these friends started with an organization. Uh, he was brought in to do a certain job, and it became very clear a couple of months in that because of some of the personalities involved with the the situation, that his role was going to have to be changed and altered. And eventually got to a point where he was no longer um, getting to take the role that he had signed up for. But then he was taking on some other roles. And it it was causing some some angst for him. It was causing some angst for us because as friends, you know, I never want to see my friend be used or misused. misused. But one of the thoughts that kind of came to my mind was you always got to let the Lord fight your battles and know that everything that happens in our lives, uh, God has signed off on it. He has approved it. Now, I hope that encourages some of you who are listening because there's some some pain that you may be experiencing right now. There's some disconnection that you're experiencing. There's some discontentment that you may be going through, some unsettledness. Um, know this, that everything that comes into our lives, God has signed off on it. We know this to be true um, when you look, talk about the, the, the story of Job. The story of Job was there was a conversation between God and Satan. And Satan was like, you know, who is it? You know, he's going to, to God and asking permission to um, you know, put some 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 trouble in the life of uh, the people, and he picked Job, and God said, "What about my servant Job? You know, go ahead and pick him because he had faith that he could do it." And so, there, no time do we ever go through something in our lives that God hasn't signed off on it. And I want that to encourage you as I go further into this. At no time, God has signed off on it, and you may be feeling like he he has um, discounted you, he has um, removed his hand from you, and that's far from the truth because he always gives a provision uh, for us to get through. The key is we have to tap into what that provision is. Um, needless to say, um, as we're thinking about this, I was thinking about my friend, and one of the things that I was trying to encourage him in is, you know what, be strong. Just know that God's gonna work this out, listen to his voice. And sure enough, here we are over three years into the situation, and now we're starting to see them kind of turn the corner to the point where they're kind of p- trying to pull him back into what he was originally brought in to do. And as I was talking to him, one of the things that really came to my mind was the fact that they're actually in a period where they're checking out the harvest of what they had sown, the seeds that they had sown. Um, throughout this process, they have been sowing some seeds of discord. They have been sowing some seeds of just um, re- resentment and um, some some seeds of just, I don't, I don't believe it was godly what they were doing. Um, and now what's happening is the harvest was bringing forth some stuff. And one of the things I want you to recognize is that some of the things that do come in our lives are because of the seeds that we sowed years ago. 
plan things that we planted. There's some things that are coming into play now. We 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 kind of talked about this situation with Nick Cannon a little earlier about the fact that he has all these kids. Well, at the end of the day, at some point, the harvest is going to appear of what happened in this situation. And I'm not trying to pick on Brother Nick. I don't know. I mean, I would love, hey, if he wants to come on and let's talk about it, and let's really see his perspective. But the point I'm making here is that we all have to think about what are the seeds that we've sown? What are the things that we've sown into? Um, and, and now there are things that are happening in our life now that are happening because of the seeds that we planted, the good, the bad, and what? The ugly. Um, one of the things that my pastor, um, Bishop Johnson here at Mount Pleasant Church and Ministries in Baltimore always tells us about is the fact that while God um, is gracious and God extends mercy to us, he does allow us to um, also have to go through the consequences of our actions. And, and consequences are one of those words that I think is um, is uh, actually has, um, it, consequences is one of those words that actually has a bad connotation to it because more often than not, we use the word consequences when it pertains to something bad. Like, you know, you did this and therefore those are the consequences. You, you know, you stole something from the store. And so the consequences of your actions are to go to jail, right? Or you lied on, you lied to us. That's what the consequences are that you can't play your, um, you know, your electronics for the weekend. But actually consequences are also, you know what? You spent time pouring into the lives of other people. And now God is honoring that. And God is starting to reward you for the selfless love that you were giving, to, showing to other people. Um, we know in church about the tithe, the 10% tithe. That is not an option. It's a commandment. We're told to every dollar that we receive, we're to give 10 cents of it, right? We're told that that's a part of, um, not necessarily because God needs our money, but just because he wants to, us to show him that we recognize that it's his money anyway, right? That's the whole concept in church about tithing. And so the idea of tithing also is sowing into it. I'm giving something into a work. I'm giving something into a project. I'm giving something into a person. And it's the idea that I expect later on down the road to see um, the harvest from what they're doing. And so one of the things I want to encourage you all, um, especially as we're here in our new year, uh, 2022, is to really think about what you're sowing. Because there's two things that happen. One thing is that when the harvest comes back, first of all, we see that there's a crop of stuff that we can't use anymore. We, we're not able to use it. It's not usable. And so what happens? The crop is useless. And what that means then is that we have to go through the process of digging up all that stuff. And then we have to sow the field all over again, set it up so that we can make sure it's done the right way. We've lost so much time. How many, how many, how many years have we lost because we sold this crappy crop? And we're seeing this, this bad result. That's the first thing that happened. Or the other thing that could happen is we've taken the time to do it the right way, to sow the right seeds. And therefore, now we're living off of the abundance of the harvest. So my prayer to you all is that we're thinking about what is it that we're sowing into and making sure we recognize that it's important for us to not only recognize that we're sowing into something for the here and now, but we're also sowing into something for the future. And guess what, y'all? That's my heads up. the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart So talk to me a little bit, y'all. What uh, what are you in the process of sowing? Like, what are some things that you're kind of sowing into? Is there anything that you're you're kind of sowing into, or yeah, what are some things that you're kind of sowing into? Who wants to start? So <laughs> well, everybody speak at once. Not everybody. Well, I just put, I just put them on the spot, everybody. But one of the things I want to I always encourage our team is to I can say this that. Um, as the leader of Dr. Headspace of Dr. Mike, I remember reaching out to actually each of these individuals um, and reaching out to them and saying, you know, this is something that I believe the Lord has laid on my heart. 
would you be willing to be a part of it? And one of the things I can tell you all as an audience is that never once did they ask for anything in return. And they, they, they their first thing was, how can I help? How can I be of assistance? Um, and, and that is, in my opinion, you've been sowing into this field and we're reaping the harvest. You know, I get DMs all the time from folk who have just been blessed by the ministry of Headspace with Dr. Mike, which to be honest with you, I'm not trying to make this a ministry. This is just a show, but it really touches people in their souls. And so one of the things that I can tell each and every one of you to some degree, you have sown into um, something and, and it's my prayer that you will reap the harvest of it if you haven't already. So I just want to acknowledge you on that. So to that end, um, Crystal, you uh, did like a little journey. So, you know, we're all at the stage where we're hitting these milestone birthdays and I'm not going to put all your business on the street. I mean, you can tell the people what you want to tell them, but we've, we've been hitting these milestone birthdays and um, this last milestone for you, or I don't even know if it was a milestone birthday, but it was a special birthday for you because you decided to go ahead and dust off your passport and tell the people what you did to celebrate your birthday this year. Um, well, um, of course, COVID was in 2020. So I had planned the trip to go, but I couldn't go because of COVID. Right. Um, so I decided to go to Cape Town, South Africa. And then I flew up to Zanzibar, which is in Tanzania, for a week. Then I flew back to um, Cape Town and I celebrated New Year's there. And I spent Christmas in um, Zanzibar. And so I was gone for three weeks total. Actually, it was a little bit over three weeks. And um, I said I was going to do 41 things that I've never done. And so uh, that's what I did. I went by myself. I had the absolute best time ever. Ever. 41 things that you've never done. So, all right. So, first of all, I've been to Cape Town. It is gorgeous. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Gorgeous. It's one of the most beautifulest places um, in the world, I think. And for people that don't realize this, um, South Africa is in the Southern Hemisphere, which means that while it is winter here, it is summer there. But it, mm -hmm. it pretty much stays temperate there throughout the whole um, whole year. Um, but um, you had some great weather. So what are some, tell us a couple of things that you did while you were down there. Um, I went shark cage diving. So I swam with the sharks. Wait a minute. Um, pause, pause. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> That's awesome. So that totally awesome. You 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 did what? You did what? Shark cage diving. Now, Chris, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, <laughs> people of Al Hugh don't don't tend to do. I know it. I know it. Do things like that. So but see, that's, that was the thing. I figured that the sharks wouldn't eat me because they don't like dark meat. You know. Show's <laughs> over. The show's <laughs> over. <laughs> the show's over. It was gonna be my natural repellent, you know. Like, <laughs> what kind of sharks were there in, in the cage? I'm sorry? What kind of sharks were there? In they were like we was in the cage, and they were just. Kind of Throwing them out there, and then the sharks. Like it was, it was funny because at first there was nothing, and I was like, I didn't pay my good hard-earned money, and I don't see not even a fish. Okay, I don't see a goldfish out here. Right? <laughs> and so <laughs> then, like, they put you in wetsuits, and you have to get in the the tank. And when you go down, they start coming up from the bottom because I guess sharks are like mid-level. They swim in the mid-level. Um, so they aren't up at the surface. So the, the food that so they were dropping was finally getting down to their level. So they're coming up from the bottom, but then they have like their sonar and people have their cameras and they can, they can't see well, but they can sense the sonar from your camera. And they were like bumping up against the cage because they were sensing the, the rays or whatever that your cameras and your phones and all this stuff is, is going off. So they're coming up from the bottom. They're coming from the sides. They're coming from the front of the cage. So they're just like hitting and just coming at you like crazy. And you can't mm -hmm. scream because I'm like, either I do I choose life as in air oxygen or do I? <laughs> oh, wow. Like, wow. what do you do? But you're in a metal cage, so you're safe. What kind of so sharks you're safe. Hmm? What kind of sharks were they? Real live wild sharks, that's all I know. Okay. I was going to say, it doesn't matter. 
with all of their teeth. I don't think not one of them was missing a, a tooth. Wow. Did you so touch awesome. any of them? No, you can't touch them because they're wild. Okay. Like they aren't, they, that's the thing. Like they told you, you have to um, keep your hand in the tank. And um, like there's a part where you can stick out there. Like, don't put your hands out there. Cause we had to like, it took us about 45 minutes on the boat to get far out where we could drop or whatever. They were like, just imagine we have to pull up all this stuff, try to find your hand, finger, arm, whatever it is you stuck out there and got chewed off. Then haul back 45 minutes, then get you to the hospital. Yo, whatever it is is going to be gone. And you probably done bled out. So that, that'll keep you in the uh, cage. I think that's absolutely good deterrent. That'll keep me on shore. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna keep me. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so that's that. I, I I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. What else did you do? What else did you do? Um, I went paragliding. Wait, the paragliding—that's where you get on the thing and jump off the cliff. Yes, I, I'm calling it my my pre-rapture preparation course because. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Because they have the um, the parachute out already, and so when you run, the parachute fills up with air, and then all of a sudden you just get snatched up, like caught up in the air to see Jesus, just all the way. Just snatched your wig, huh? Snatched your wig. I get just, it. Yes. Wow. And then you just oh. go up, 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 and you just fly higher, higher, higher. Awesome. So, all right. So you did this journey. Who traveled with you? Me and Jesus. So you did a three-week trip to South Africa, trip of a lifetime. You did it by yourself. What what sparked that? Like, what made you decide to do something like that? Well, my mom used to travel all the time. Okay. And she actually started just traveling. Like, when I graduated from college, um, my gift was a trip to, it was a Mediterranean cruise. And okay. it was a two-week cruise. And it left out of Greece. And it went to Spain. And I mean, Rome and Istanbul. And it was actually um, the footsteps of Paul. Okay. So we did that trip and that opened my eyes to travel in the world. And I had always wanted to go to Cape Town and I always wanted to go to South Africa. But you know how you think, oh, I'll wait till I get married or I'll wait till this. And um, my mom used to say, Crystal, if you wait for somebody to do something with you, you'll be dead, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, um, ironically like right before i was getting ready to leave i was like no i'm not gonna go because it was covid and all this other stuff and i'm like i shouldn't go by myself it's gonna be dangerous but um i was my mom passed like seven years ago and i was actually looking through some of her bibles because i was looking for a study bible and like this is two days before i left and um out fell this little paper and the paper my mom, I told you, my mom used to travel a lot. So this is the paper. It's a handwritten note. Oh, oh, if you can see it. And this is when she was in Israel. And she says, thank you, Lord, for my room and for this beautiful trip. Seeing your glory and your beauty here in the land. Seeing all the different nations of the people whom you died for and whom you loved. Your heaven and earth are so beautiful. I love you and your praise your holy name for this time that we get to spend together. Only you have blessed me for this year. Thank you for giving me such a wonderful birthday. And so I felt like that was my confirmation, mm -hmm. you know, to go. Because mom had went with another, like, a church travel group. But she had went by herself on that trip. And so it was like, okay, Crystal, you can do this. You can go by yourself. Like, it's not the end of the world. And then I didn't feel that way. Like, when, before I went, I kept praying um, Exodus 23. I think it's... Uh, 20. And it says, behold, I send an angel before you to guard you along the way um, and prepare the way before you that I have prepared for you. I know I've just jacked that all up. But basically, it's saying that God will send someone before you. He sends his angels before you to guard you along the way and bring you into the place that I have prepared for you. That's Amen. And so um, I kept praying that prayer. And so when people come up and say, are you traveling by yourself? I'm like, you don't see Jesus and the whole heavenly host that is with me, you know? So no, I'm not alone. And wherever you go, you're never alone. Amen. Never, you know? And then you meet so many wonderful people and um, everybody's on vacation and no one wants to, like when they see me alone, I got invited to so many different things 
Sorry, babe. I said, oh, you, you don't have nobody? Oh, you're part of our family. You know, or whatever. <laughs> They're like, come sit with us. I never ate by myself. There was nothing that I did by myself the whole entire trip. It was beautiful. fun. That is beautiful. incredible. That is, that is so beautiful. I And I think that um that's something that we want people to hear. Like, what what is one takeaway um what is one takeaway that you can give to people as they're listening to your story about that and maybe this is something that they're considering what is one takeaway you would probably give them i would say don't be fearful um no matter what it is like god is with you you know and he will send the right people he will send um those little pushes, those nudges of encouragement, um, just coincidences that, I mean, it's God's work, but things that will work out for your good. Like, you know, it's like when he was with Joshua, he's like, I am with you. Fear not. I am with you. Mm-hmm. And we have to trust God and just know that he is there and we are never alone. Never, ever, ever. Wow. Thank you for that reminder, Crystal. That was awesome. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Never alone. That is awesome. Thank you for that great reminder. You know, we are, um, everybody, we are in the month of February and we uh, have designated as a country uh, the celebration of Black History Month. As a matter of fact, um, I am wearing a a great shirt. I want to point out an organization on the Eastern Shore called um, BAM, Building African American Minds. Uh, They actually have a very um, strong um, para school um, organization that actually is working on empowerment of uh, youth and families in on the eastern shore of Maryland, and so um, I had an, I have an opportunity to do some work with them, and so I want to feature them today. Um, but we talk about this Black History Month, and you know one of the arguments that always comes out about Black History Month is it's the shortest month of the year, and you know we we can't even get that right. And you know when you look at the history of, of Black History Month. Uh, Carter G. Woodson actually developed it um, as, as Negro Negro Heritage Week or Negro um, History Week or something of that nature. And he chose the second week of February because it was the week of um, Frederick Douglass's birthday as well as Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Two uh, very important people in the Black history uh, story in America. Um, and then it eventually evolved into February because that's just how it evolved into it. And... Um, all of us, I think, grew up in a very heavily, like, Black history was a part of what we did. Like, it wasn't even designated to a month. It wasn't relegated to a month. Like, it was a part of our lives. You know, like, we, I know my parents, whenever I had to do a book report or I had to do, like, a, a report on some historical figure, it wasn't even an option. Like, I had to always do somebody who was Black, you know, because it just, it, it wasn't as represented in the, in the mainstream books. And the conversation is starting to happen now where should we really be, as Black people, should we really be encouraging the celebration of Black History Month, right? Should we encourage it? And, you know, there's the argument of, you know, maybe we're we're asking for the wrong thing. Are we really asking for people to just celebrate it a month or are we asking for a bigger um, part of the, the book where we're actually saying, hey, this needs to be celebrated all year because it's not just about black history it's about the history of america and the history of america includes black history as a matter of fact i think a good chunk of what makes american history american history is because of the impact that blacks had on the culture here just like the impacts that native americans have had just like the impact that other immigrants have had and so i kind of want to throw that out there to see if we can talk about it a little bit like what are your thoughts on uh, this um, this conversation centered around 
actually it's, it's bigger because uh, we have the situation with Whoopi Goldberg that we can talk on in a couple seconds. But um, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what are your thoughts on this this Black History Month thing, this Black History Month debate? Anybody want to start? Go ahead, Chris. I was looking at Crystal. <laughs> oh, and I was looking. No, he was looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And then he looking at me, and I'm looking at him. Go ahead, Chris. And before they even go, so I'm going to make sure we make some things clear. So Chris Stoll and I went to a predominantly, uh, we went to a PIC, so um, PWC. So we went to a predominantly white college, probably while, while PWC, yeah. And then whereas Christy and Chris went to a HBCU. Um, so that's always an uh, interesting piece to bring into it um, as well. Um it shouldn't matter, but it kind of does because our collegiate experiences were slightly different in this regard. So, all right, Chris and Christy, go ahead and say what y'all going to say. I don't know where the – I don't really know how I feel about that, Mike. I, um, because of the fact that we were raised the way that we were, like Black history is taught in my household regardless. Like it's never mm – -hmm. I honestly don't wake up and and go oh it's black history month i don't know whether that's right or wrong mm -hmm. but i'm black all day every day and i love everything about my blackness so mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm very in tune to our history and i'm very in tune to how our history is integrated into the american history like you said and um you know I, if they <laughs> i don't know I, I just i really don't know how how i feel about that holistically okay christy what you got so i don't know the the christy in me you know the feisty part of me the when i think about well should we be recognizing it my first thought was well have we gotten our 40 acres in a mule yet i mean mm -hmm. can we get that so you know that's where i went immediately um but but i don't think black black history month is not for for us meaning it's not for us to recognize black history month it's for the rest of the world to recognize, recognize it. it yeah. As Chris mentioned, as you mentioned, it's something that is ingrained, hopefully, in the majority of African Americans. You know, that's something that we we are raised on. We we learn. We know it's a our history is a part of the American history, and it's really the purpose of the month, in my opinion, is for you know the rest of the world to remember. You know, we all have times we need to remember, recollect things is to remember the contributions that the African-American culture or black Americans, however you want to categorize yourself, mm -hmm. have contributed to society, our world, not just United States, the mm -hmm. entire world. And so I, I really think it's more of uh, a, a, an opportunity for others to, to remember. And um, for those who maybe aren't doing it on a regular basis to then you know kind of come back to the center and say okay let's remember let's focus on what we will be contributed so i don't i don't think it should go anywhere it's to me marking february as black history month is history so to, to say okay we're not gonna do it anymore it, to me is is reducing our imprint i love that crystal what you got to say about that I think it's it definitely needs to to stay the way that it is. If anything, it's more of like she says, like a marker. It's more of an anniversary, so that you have that time to um, have a remembrance, you know, and not to necessarily make this uh, like a church thing, but we have communion for a purpose, you know. Do this in remembrance of me, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the same thing. We have to have our Black History Month so we don't forget, so mm -hmm. we remember what our um, people who have gone before us, what mm -hmm. they have done and the shoulders that we stand on mm -hmm. and those things, you know? So if mm -hmm. we just quickly just, like, uh, it ain't no big deal, then that's how other people will treat us as well. No, we have to remember what our people did and what well, they fought and died for. You guys, I mean, you bring up very good points. And I think about that. I, I love a couple of things that I heard there. One was the fact that this Black History Month is not so much for me as much as it is for others, right? Um, I went to a college where it, it, you had to kind of fish to get the whole story. I mean, I think there was one. There was one class, wasn't it, Crystal? It was called Social Movements. That was the Black History class. Then mm -hmm. the, everything else we took, it really was um, 
there were I remember I remember actually sitting in a class and it was a class we had to take on the history of the Baptist Church and the history of this particular denomination that our school was founded in actually was very racist. As a matter of fact, another denomination had to be formed because there were members of um, the there were there were people who didn't want to be a part of like the mainstream black um the mainstream black one. And so they wanted to go into this one, but they weren't allowed because they were black. And so they actually mm-hmm. had to form a more conservative, uh, it was called a fundamental Baptist um, organization. Um, Crystal, that's, that's how I, I know your mom. You know, I know her from those conventions every year. And I remember actually sitting in class my, my, my sophomore year and waited up until like two weeks before class was over and said, are we ever gonna talk about the fact that this was the story? And so, you know, I think that um, as we're looking at, you know, this this uh, desire to kind of, as some folks would say, whitewash history, um, I think that more now more than ever, it's important for us to make sure that people are understanding what the history is. But then the other side of it, too, is you're right. I think, Crystal, what you said about um, making sure we we pay homage and we 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 we, we memorialize it and we. Um, we do it with everything else, right? We have Independence Day, we have President's Day, we have Memorial Day. Um, you know, yes. We <laughs> and when is President's Day? I'm sorry, Mike. Say it again now. I said, said when is President's, President's Day? Day? Yeah, that's true. President's Day is a <laughs> word. Um, but um, but you're right. You're absolutely right. And and so I I appreciate the fact that you said that that we need to remember because there are times I gotta remember too. Like I gotta kind of re- get reminded of you know what this is what I got. If society wants to treat me as if I'm a second or third class citizen, I need to remember that there is greatness flowing through my bones as well, and also make sure my son is reminded of that too. So um, no, I, I I agree with everything y'all had to say. Um, I agree with everything y'all had to say. Now this month, I'm a little extra with it. <laughs> See my shirt, everything black. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm a little extra with. It. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm blackity. What do they say? I'm. This is the blackity black of the black. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a quick break and come on back. Focused on photo, versed in video. For any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. Some of our listeners, I feel like I've been neglecting our live listeners. Um, we've been getting a lot in the chats today. Um, Kevin, what's up, Kevin, out in Denver? He said we should recognize the importance of Black History Month. I appreciate that, brother. You are absolutely so on it, on the money. And uh, Jamal, you have a birthday in February. Happy birthday, brother. Uh, when is your birthday? When is your birthday, um, Jamal? Let us know. Um, we make sure we give you a shout out on your birthday. Speaking of birthdays in February, Little Mike's birthday is Tuesday. Y'all, he is going to be the double digits. What? He's Where has time gone? He is going to be a decade old, y'all. Christy, wow. Christy, it it goes by quick. I know I don't need to say that to Chris because he knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just it goes enjoy. by quick, y'all. Y'all, Very let me tell you something. I look at him the other day, and every day I look to see if he got a little piece of hair on his mustache. <laughs> Is it there yet? He still got time. There's something. There's, there's an outline time. form of the phone. I'm just not Tim, ready. No. Listen, you might, as well, you might as well prepare yourself to remain not ready. You're right. <laughs> Y'all, you I'm going to tell you it. something. I, I appreciate that, Chris, and I may have to call you because I'm not ready, dude. Like, I'm just not ready. I'm not... I, I look, we, um, Shavella had just did, uh, when I was on the ranch, the biggest loser ranch, uh, we didn't have any contact with our families. And there was this one particular, um, there was one particular, particular, uh, challenge that we had that you could actually win letters from the family. And so little did we know behind the scenes, they were accruing stuff. Well, Shavella sent a video of him saying Dada. Um, and that, yeah, that, that thing wrecked me. 
I was jacked up for the rest of the day. I was like, they they showed it to us right before we were about to do yoga, and I was all into yoga. He said that. He said Going to um the the what's it called the um the rising cow or whatever those those moves are called. Um, oh, it was a mess. So yes, little Mike, if y'all can remember, wish little Mike a happy birthday on uh, February eight. February 8th, yes. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was going to say, you better make sure you remember. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, you remember it like yesterday. You can't even remember it. He paused. Well, making so, sure you did it right. so let, let's talk about this real quick. We talk about months, right? Um, some good friends of mine, Frida and Rodney. I don't know if y'all remember Frida. We had her on. A very good friends of mine. One of the things that they kind of clued me in on was the birthday month. And they were like, you know what? We just celebrate the month because their lives were just so busy that to put the pre and they said to put the pressure on someone to have to actually do something on the day, it just it just was it was unreasonable. And they said, what's nice is we can just celebrate the whole month that way. We can just do things throughout the month and not have the pressure of the day. And so in our house, that's what we do. We celebrate the birthday month. Like we kind of just celebrate everything. So that way it kind of takes the pressure away from like, of course, on the day, acknowledge it. Right. So I do have it on my calendar that is his birthday. <laughs> um, but um, and speaking of birthdays, uh, Chevelle's birthday was last week. Um, was that? Yeah, last week. Yep. It was February 27th. So Chevelle had a birthday um, as well. So they're both Aquarians. Uh, so you are happy belated and happy pre birthday. Thank you. They are tuning it's in. Mason. They, they're they're little, little Mason being nosy. That's it. Aww. So anyway, what are y'all's plans for? Um, what do y'all got going on? What anything got anybody got anything exciting happening in the um in the coming days? Are we not talking about Whoopi? You know what? We need to talk about Whoopi real quick. Yes, you are absolutely <laughs> right. My bad. My bad. So y'all, I'm a huge fan of Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi Goldberg. I like the view. Actually, I enjoy watching the view. Yes, I do. Um, I'm with you on that, Mike. I like it too. Say what you say, Chris. I like I like the view as well. I do. I enjoy it. So, Whoopi, they were having a conversation about um, Chevelle. By the way, says thank you for wishing her happy birthday. Uh, Whoopi made a comment. They were talking about the Holocaust, and they said somebody made a comment stating too that it was about race. And she made a statement and said it was. She felt that it wasn't about race. It was more about um, humanity. Um, being nasty to humanity. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that was the idea. She said she basically said it wasn't a race issue. It was um, just a just man being nasty to man. And it got a lot of vitriol, so much so that um, she was actually put on a two week suspension. Me personally, I think she actually um, chose the suspension just to take the heat off of the show. Uh, but I could be wrong. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Like, what I do have an opinion, but what, I'm, I'm curious as to what y'all's thoughts are on the whole situation. I think she was right. absolutely correct. I know. I was gonna try to unmute. Uh, I I was trying to figure out where was a lie. Right. Yeah. Where was a lie? And I was. It's interesting. I was speaking to my sister about this, who is uh, watching us uh, today, and I was like, "Well, where where is the issue? Why is there a problem yeah. with this?" And she she brought up some excellent points. And she said, Whoopi is speaking about racism as we've experienced it in this yes. time, right? Yes. So yeah. in that in that like uh filter, it is it's not racism. But right. if you if you put it into the terms or the way in which the the Jews were looked at then, it and they right. were considered second class or other. Right. Right. And so because they were considered that then it was a racist type of thing. Right. So so that is why it's a different uh it's a you just have a different feeling about it based upon if you're looking at it in today's mm -hmm. terminology of racism or the way it was then. Right. And so That's I think right. it just depends on which lens you're looking at it through. Like, so I don't yeah. think she was wrong. Um she just perhaps she was just looking at it at 2020 22. that's all yeah what you gonna say chris uh, about the racism um, i i respect that christy about what your sister said i just i mean when we start breaking down categories and talk about race ethnicity religion 
there are always very clear-cut lines. And when we talk about race, we didn't ask whether somebody was Jewish or not. We ask about the color of their skin. I right. mean, that's that's what it's tied into. And I think that's what she was speaking about, like you said, in 2022 terms. But in 1942, uh, the Third Reich and the Nazis didn't like black people because of our black skin. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was a racist element to it where they were coming from. But I think, I just think I, I agree with with Whoopi's standpoint. And I think if it was, if we weren't talking about a specific group of people, then the vitriol wouldn't have been as heavy and, and the ramifications wouldn't have been so dire. Mm-hmm. And not that they're dire because she's coming back, but you know, people make statements all of the time that have to do with race and ethnicity and everything else and don't receive that type of blowback. And I just, I mean, I think to me, that was for a reason. It's because of who Whoopi is. It's because of, if you look at her, what she represents. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and honestly, I, that's to say that if that had been Eve on the show when she was on there saying that, I don't know that she would have received the same type of blowback. Let's not forget Whoopi's last name is Goldberg. Goldberg. That was immediately what I thought. I said, whoa, wait a minute. We're not even going to give her any points for the fact that she has a Jewish last name. <laughs> I mean, there's no getting around it. What you going to say, Crystal? I think, though, like, um, I think a lot of the pushback is because of the camps. And if you think about it, the only people that were in the camps were Jewish people. Even though he didn't like Black people and he was against other races, he hated the Jews, you know. And the Jewish people were the ones who had to live underground and could not reveal that they were actually Jewish. And they were sent to these camps and were killed and murdered, like just taken off the streets and murdered. You know, and I'm not saying that it it was less than slavery or you can't equate either to either one, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but the inhumanity as far as gas tanks and they women, children, babies, like it didn't matter mm-hmm. just because you were a Jew. Mm-hmm. He was trying to eradicate you worldwide. Yeah. No, you, know? you, you bring and up. So I bring- think like. um the Holocaust this was horrible. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess I think the pushback was, you can't lighten that. You cannot right. put, um, that load cannot do be you th- Now, do you think it that can't. the issue, do you think that, and I heard I heard some commentators say about this, because yeah. I've been to Israel, and I will actually say the folk that live in Israel, they do have, they don't look like your average white person. I'm not going to lie. They, have, they look like they got a little bit of something um, the group I was with, they said they look like I got a little brother in them. <laughs> that's what they said. They got, they got, you know, they they a little more. They, there is a. That's why when people make the white Jesus, it's like there's there's no way that could happen. He was definitely of a darker hue. But um, there's melanin think, present. Say it again now. Melanin present. Listen, there was there was definitely some of, the, of that going on. And one of the things that the, somebody commented on was was the fact that so much vitriol happened because of the fact that there were others who got punished for lesser like for instance i guess um the the one person that was an actor in a um, man the the oh shoot mandalorian she got fired because of something that she said as it pertained to the holocaust and so is it that that people are upset not so much what will be said because to be honest with you i i'm with you i don't I don't necessarily disagree with what she said. I do. I do think that now there's some education going on, and we're realizing, okay, yeah, there's the Jewish race and the Jewish religion. There's no Muslim race and Muslim religion. There's no Christian race, Christian religion. But with Jew, Jewish, um, there is a race and a religion attached to it. And so I think that education did happen. But is it more so that people just want to punish her because? She's more liberal, and if you're going to do this with the conservatives, you need to do this with um, everybody. Is that do you do you think that maybe there's a little bit of that going on as well? Maybe, but then what was the the John McCain's daughter that was on the show? She said out of pocket stuff all the time. She said, "Yeah, Megan McCain, yeah, she yes. said a whole lot, and she never got punished." Yeah, yeah, she just said a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, there's that. There's, that. There's we always that. This, we can talk about this for another uh, fifteen minutes. Yeah, we really could, and we can. But um, my goodness, yeah. 
Well, needless to say, Whoopi, I do hope that um, this two weeks is a, is a great time of learning for you all. And I also hope that um, if anybody needs to be cleared up on their thoughts on those things, those those happen. And thank you all for tuning in. Let's go ahead and get that. Do we have to, um, do we have one quick? No, we don't. We're going to get on out of here. Wow, y'all, it was great. Great show. <laughs> great show, everybody. Great show. My goodness, my goodness. Well, hey, make sure you tune in next week as we will um, deal with more head notes as well as um, our heads up. And uh, Lord, I love you all. May the Lord bless you richly and encourage you all. Until we meet again, peace. Peace. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.